0: All right. Welcome to the Jason Mojo podcast. I am here with Nanavati Lowe. She is the co-founder and CEO at Bib Technologies, a uh, business in a box, basically in Los Angeles startup, building EV mobile store platforms. They're fully powered by solar and battery electric storage. Their store fronts are like mobile pop-ups, accelerating companies to using clean energy to market and sell products with data and e-com integrations. Um, her career... Just to have some background, uh includes working with some industry giants like Red Bull, SpaceX, Fiat, Chrysler, uh, FU, I mean, MUFG, Union Bank, and venture-backed V7 Labs. Uh, she has also launched the world's largest global running event with over 161,000 participants from 191 nations, raising 4.7 million euros. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jason. Pleasure to be oh. on.
0: Yeah. So first question I got for you is how do all these different businesses that you run all connect into each other?
1: So uh, Jason and I were just talking about, you know, early in the show, we run an electric vehicle mobile store, which is a fully (laughs) like refrigerated vending machine already connected to e-commerce and it has all the solar and battery storage to power it. So that vehicle platform actually can be used for different types of stores. So we also have like a Froyo store, which we're going to be franchising shortly, um, just because it's just you know incredible margins. I'm talking 80% margins just on the product itself. Um, $10 a day to run, one employee to run it. Um, and it's just like, it's going to museums and things like that, all these events. And so those are, those are actually a shared platform um, and just two different vehicle types, different store models uh, that folks can actually use. And it's a mobile store that can go to customers instead of waiting for customers to come to you. Uh, So that's that's one part. We also have a whole digital end of the business. So um, actually, years before, uh right before the pandemic, um I was talking to my personal trainer and he was like, hey, you know, I've been looking to figure out how to grow and scale my business. And I'm like, okay, well, all you have to do is kind of grow and figure out. I started talking about sales funnels, started talking about website development. My background, as Jason mentioned, is around you know uh mobile apps and a lot of like developments have been doing that since the teenage years. So, kind of came up all of that, and we started doing ad hoc like agency uh, for businesses, mostly in the Los Angeles area, looking to kind of scale up. They have like an in person um, business, and they're typically going around like you know 150 to 300k like a year, and they're looking to kind of take that to the next level. They're starting to build like their second to second uh, employee in terms of like managing like that team, and so they're like, okay, how do I scale this out? And so that's why we started doing that. And then that agency ended up just. Continuing to build on top of the different businesses that we put in
0: EV platforms. No, yeah. that's awesome. Because um, like the big, the only thing I've ran is just an agency. I mean, I have an event business too. So like mm-hmm. we we've been doing this tour. We're still doing it, and we're trying to basically build conglomerates of things around us that will funnel the main thing. So mm-hmm. the reason why I did the in- in-person events and and that side was because I'm, I'm going to find higher quality business owners on there. Instead of just only Instagram and Facebook. Because like, yeah, I run ads on Facebook and IG and I get clients. But to be honest, some of them are like not the best and they're like interesting people. Um, So we try to funnel out lead quality by getting people in person and like giving a better touch on that in person and just like lead with value because the events are free. So they come, obviously I pitch. Some people are so offended by that, by the way. Like if they come to a free event and I pitch, they're like, oh, like it's not free. I'm like, listen, you're only spending money if you buy something. We're not forcing you to buy. Like the market is so weird right now. Everybody's got like heightened emotions around everything. But um, It's
1: fascinating because in person, there's something special about that in person experience about yeah. being able to walk up, like you see a product. I used to lead the AR VR initiatives at, at Red Bull. so. Um, anything that was like you've seen recently around in-person location-based experiences, all of that, like even putting things, building like the Red Bull e-commerce side of the business. Right. And ultimately there was so much money put into that space, creating like these, you know, computer vision mobile apps that people can like play an AR game on a Red Bull can and you can move the can and the game still moves around. Right. And so it was literally a one point, a little north of uh 1 million, uh, marketing uh, spend on that project alone like building an app like creating it all the technology that went into it and the the real value was not in necessarily the customers like using the app and like the engagement time which was high considering an AR app it was around north of like 15 minutes which is like incredible mm-hmm. for AR but it was actually getting retailers to feature Red Bull at like a Walmart like doing really cool mm-hmm. activations and stuff and like ultimately Jason, like when it comes to in-person events and like activations, like that's where those foot traffic, that's where you're going to get really that conversion. And that's what we're seeing with our mobile pop-ups yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. And like, also yeah. it's kind of just a piece of like, it's easier to get content when you're in person, like doing podcasts like this is like really cool, but it's all audio based. See, if I were to take this and run it as like a long form video, it doesn't perform as well unless you're in person. Cause then I can actually <laughs> have like Thousand dollar cameras surrounding us, and to the point where it's like crisp, crisp, clear. So Mm -hmm. it's like also a lot of people right now are very cautious about who they buy from online because you can just hide behind a laptop. So it's kind of tough to kind of have that like interpersonal connection. And it's just just a lot harder. Like, especially when you're trying to find JVs and partners, like JVs and partners, I've always found through in person because people online have two things they have access. And they have shiny object syndrome because they can find all the different available options to them. And when yeah. I'm in front of them, like, hey, I could do this for you. they're Like, oh, OK, OK. And then they go yeah. and they can go to Google. They can be like, OK, uh, white label agency or they can do anything else that they want to search. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, that kind of went down. But if I meet you in person and we had dinner or coffee, whatever you're actually able to see someone's body language and see if you actually want the relationship or not. It's 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 literally like dating. Like you can't date through the internet off just text messages. It just doesn't work that way.
1: Exactly. And those are
0: the honestly the most successful relationships. Most of the business relationships that I ever had that went downhill were because we never wanted to meet in person and it was just awkward and weird. And that's kind of where things kind of went downhill. So, it's yeah, I mean, I just think that's where the world is going. It's just like and-
1: Completely agree. I mean, like when um, if you can't have like a tough time, like if you hit a rough patch in the business and you can't like have dinner and like just talk to someone and they're like your business partner and you can like sit through that, sit through that and like that discomfort and figure out a solutions together and keep testing, then you have innately business has like a fail of fear of failure. And ultimately, if you have that fear of failure already in like a relationship that is critical and foundational to a business to even scale, then that's like a very big crack in the foundation already. Um, so hundred percent like agree on that end. I think some of the challenges too, I mean, that's where we see big tech was really into like virtual reality, um, augmented reality. Right. I mean, you still see so much investment into it and it's a lot of it is because like an advertising dollars also go into it from a content standpoint, because you have all your five senses completely taken over by this technology, you yeah. know? And like, that's, that's something that you just can't replicate with the technologies that we have here, like on a zoom call or like, you know, podcasts or anything of that nature, like you only get one or two senses at most. And so yeah. the longer that you can have all five captured for a prolonged period of time, which AKA it can also be in person. Then the better off like the better an advertising uh is going to translate over, better the relationship's gonna be you're just gonna see all that downstream like impact, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's yeah it's also the efficiency of like I'm trying to not just only focus on the online piece but kind of just the fact that like hey, like I'm a person, I don't know it's just <sighs> see the thing with me that's very interesting and I'm gonna bring up a very weird topic it's like. For the longest time, I really liked like helping people out and doing stuff online and like seeing people grow. But yeah. the crazy part is, is that also when I go in person, it's less exhausting to persuade somebody to believe in themselves. Yeah. Like it's less exhausting for me to get someone to believe themselves or invest in themselves or do business. But online, you have to go through all of the nooks and crannies of their childhood, their traumas, their impatience. Like it's just, (laughs) there's just so much shit to unpack. And I'm just like, it drains the hell out of me. And you Mm -hmm. know what's really sad? And I know this might be very hypocritical of me, but me running a business online and only online only and not having much in person kind of made me like have a weird relationship with just like cold humans. And I don't know why that is, but like, it just made it very exhausting to build relationship with people because here's the funny part. I'll give you two scenarios. Mm -hmm. Me going in person and telling people, Hey, be patient. Like running ads takes time. They're on board. They're in person. They can't say to me right to my face, I'm not impatient. But -hmm. then if I market to somebody online and they click an ad and they book a call, they could Mm -hmm. say to me, I love these people. They're like, yeah, like we're so patient. Like we're here for the long run. Two weeks uh-huh. in, they're having a fucking aneurysm because they haven't made a million dollars in yeah. three months or whatever it is. It's like I just – it just makes me drained. So the whole premise of doing more in person is just to accommodate to better people. Like, it's just a lot easier too. It's cool too. You get to like when – we, when we run the events, I see everybody in person. It's all body language. We it's all different. get lunch. We all maybe go out afterwards and we all build a fun relationship. Everybody's taking Snapchats and photos and it's fun and it's like, it's giddy, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's better than trying to get more people through the door on an ad than mm-hmm. trying to just talk to somebody in person. Like it's more important to be a human than to just be a robot. And the, the, the crazy part is, is that all these AI things honestly kind of worry me because like, you know, AI is cool. I like this. This is AI. But it's not something that is going to, like, change my entire life. It just makes productivity easier. But personal relationships and stuff like that is kind of going to be affected. I don't really think that this is going to help people be people even more. It's kind of making us drift away from who we really are. And it's kind of sad.
1: Diverse. Exactly. And, and I mean, like, on that note, too, like, how, uh, you know, when you run your classes and things like that, Jason... Um, how do you like, when is it in the funnel that you kind of convert them to coming in person? Or do you feel like the folks that come like online, like it takes almost more time for them to be comfortable with coming in person? Oh, like,
0: yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, in-person, right? the in-person people buy before they leave. They are mm-hmm. all cold. So there's no, like, they don't even know, like they know who I am sort of, but then at the same time, like some of them don't and they still come to the event. And the biggest reasons why people buy in person, they say to me the same thing. They're like, Hey, honestly. I'm buying because I saw you in person and I'm tired of buying from people online. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
0: just an easy sale. Like, yo, you're in person. Like I know you're not full of shit. And then they buy. So that's really the biggest reason why. And it's interesting because it's against what everybody is pitching with business. Like do this online, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's cool to build a business online, but if you're not a human, it's kind of hard to like actually implore people to be excited. Mm-hmm. like
1: and I also think like you know we take a look at the types of businesses right like you're a service you're service orientated you're high touch to your customers, same thing with us too like we believe that um any any business that be run um with this in person aspect like you're you're delivering some sort of quality goods and services to your end customers uh so in general too like jason i I wonder. Um, a lot of these folks, like, I think they become pre-qualified when it comes to digital advertising. Like think about like how easy it is to just like pay for all these ads. Right. You can, the thing about marketing is you can throw as much money as it, as you want inside of it. It's kind of like a black hole, right? Like, of course there's like optimizations yeah. and things like that, but it's kind of like you, as, as long as you have all that money, just, you could throw it in there. Right. Um, but yeah. that the only, the actually- only
0: issue, the only issue I see with that is that when people start throwing money. They don't wrap the numbers into their mind. They're only emotional. It's all yeah. emotions. Like, exactly. oh my God, like what's going on? Like no one's talking to me. Like we have a client who's making money. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the example is today, this client's making money with us. She's being profitable. But then her complaint is that no one's talking to her daily. Like, why do we need to talk to you every single day? Like why? And that, that stems- like generational to, type of thing though? Like, is it a different- That's all yeah. trauma. That's gotta be a childhood trauma of like her mom or her dad, not talking to her every day or like, you know, doing things. I don't know. It's like, damn, I would never want someone to talk to me every day. I would rather shoot myself. I mean, I just, I I
1: think folks are not used to like being alone with their, their thoughts, you know, like, like life is so damn like busy. When you look at Instagram, you look at like, there's always something to occupy your time. Right. Yeah. And they're just, they're just like, Oh, no, one's talking to me. I don't have anyone to
0: dial. No one's picking up the And phone, it's always you know? late at night. It's always late at night too. And it's so weird. It's like 8 PM. The yeah. client's like, no one replied to me. I'm like, cause you messaged us at 6 PM and they're like, Oh, and I'm like, yo, we have fucking lives. Like we have yeah. children and shit. Like, we're not sitting there at eight o'clock at night thinking about you. I'm sorry, but like, this is not what we're doing. It's, like we're it's, either sitting down eating dinner, we're taking yeah. a walk, we're taking the dog out, we're building something in someone's room, helping the kids out. We're doing some other shit. Not with you. I mean, I just don't understand.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's funny you mentioned that because like on Reddit, this is actually kind of a cathartic session. Maybe I should actually bring this back to my couch. Um, it's like a therapy couch like situation over here. Um But it's funny because on Reddit the other day, I was just reading how most of the folks that end up deciding to become first time business owners, they're doing it at night, right? Like they're like browsing through like businesses that they want to acquire, right? That's when like ad ticks come up, right? That's where I see a lot of like notifications. Folks are like subscribing to learn more about the business. And I'm just like, dude, it's like 11 1am 3am at night and that's when like they're starting to get like that impatientness because no one's talking to them um yeah. or m- more than just talking to them but i think it's just like there's kind of like that impatientness there's that lull and they're like i want to f- find time i want to fill my time with stuff to do
0: so yeah. yeah but also the curious mind goes with the curious mind goes and if it's at nighttime, people associate that with like you know, like spicing up other parts of their life. Like, here's the thing that's really psychological is that people do more shit at night like that because that they associate that with more emotional connections, like their dating life. Cause you usually date at night. Like usually you do those things at night. You do your friend's stuff at night. You associate nighttime with hanging out with friends, dating. And like a lot of people, I know this is a weird stat. I don't know the exact number, but like more people drink and do drugs at night. So all these things, their vices, their, you know, their emotional stuff, like sexual things, they associate that with nighttime. Mm -hmm. So they're like these, these selfish deliverables that they get themselves like Netflix, like watching movies, you don't do that at 11am. You don't do that at 2pm. You do that at 8pm on the couch. So all the vices and pleasures are done at night. So that's why curiosity flies more than normal.
1: I think that's a good take. Um, I mean, I also think that kind of you have that conversation with your your friends and family about what your dreams are, and you kind of like come back down to to that um, to to where your heart really wants to go, right? And and ultimately, yeah. that's you and I are in this business to help others grow, right? In a sense, and in, in in the sense of like you know, there's so much that folks can offer, and they just haven't unlocked that um, in them. And whether it's like a framework, it's a structure, it's a process that allows them to succeed in that dream and that aspiration. um, That's what, that's what is incredibly exciting when you see someone achieving that and like, you know, they're able to, to make that happen. Um, And to be part of like that journey really makes it very special, like from a business end. Um, And so the more that we can like kind of create these, these um, uh, MOs um, for them to do it, whether it's like, Hey, here's the tech, you know, here's, here's what we've learned. Right. Like, how do we structure that so that anyone can do it? And then there's a little bit, um, you know, when we look at the inflation costs, like the Fed rate hikes, right? Like all of that are all um, uh, exponentially increasing. Um, and really, what we're doing is like we're taking that and actually doing the absolute opposite, right? You're talking about, uh, you know, solar and electricity offsets. You're doing like ten dollars a day to drive a vehicle and operate it for ten hours, right? Like that's that's really unheard of in an industry where you're talking about real estate costs like still being staggering, even though it's really hard to purchase real estate at this point because of that rate. height. So it's like all of these things, the economy is still growing. um, But how do you make it more also accessible? So it's more community based as well. And it's not just like direct to consumer and e-commerce, which is ultimately I understand why people do it. They want to have that low overhead, but there's, there's, has to be a mix between like an in-person funnel as well as a digital funnel as well. You have to bring like the best oh, yeah. of both together.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, And yeah. like, you know, this has been a great conversation so far. I, I usually like to, cause I have a couple of minutes here. I usually like to wrap these up with just goals. Like where do you want to be in the next three years? Where do you see each company going? And like, what steps are you taking right now to make sure that that, that, that all aligns correctly?
1: Yeah. So, fro is a subsidiary it's part of the bib technologies family um Mm -hmm. and uh what we're doing there at bib technologies is that we're um actually selling vehicles as well as like renting it out on a trial by trial basis um so here in los angeles there's a really big community um startup cpg and that community is actually they you know they have retail cpg goods like physical products right and they create like e-commerce websites is their typical bread and butter. Um, But they don't really have folks actually interacting other outside of like friends and families. Like their main thing is just to get shelf space at at a store, at a retail location. But what we're seeing, Jason, is actually when you look at Starbucks, you look at Amazon, you look at all these stores, right? They're looking for ways and they're experimenting with their retail footprint. So... More space is actually going to warehousing. They're actually maybe doing walker pickup, right? So this amount of retail shelving space is actually decreasing. So it's becoming increasingly even more competitive to get your brand like on the shelf. And your brand could actually have a great impact for certain folks, right? Like dietary restrictions or certain lifestyle restrictions, right? So we're trying to really bring those communities together. So in really three years time, um, I see our products really being scaled across nationwide. Um, we're really mostly based here in Los Angeles. It's a testing and improving ground, uh, mm-hmm. but really scaling it nationwide, um, starting in the, the California regions, going through the Sun Belt, um, you know, East Coast, and then uh, continuing out from there. And we're, we're seeing these uh, interests awesome. as well. Yeah. And um, that's great. Thank you. Oh, it's alternative real estate effectively. Um, so I money. think there's multiple ways to slice the cake. And multiple ways that these individual business owners can also, uh, you know, generate revenue um, in in their own communities, too.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. Well, I'll be making sure to keep up with you during your journey. I'll send you a follow request on Instagram. We could, like, stay in touch. Um, And where would you want them to follow you? Um,
1: Follow us at EVBib. Um, We have a newsletter subscription, and we're continuing to, like, uh, that's the most... Um, where, where you can get like product offerings, updates, uh, and also like growth uh, in general of all the folks that are also um, uh, buying our our mobile stores.
0: Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. We'll stay in touch and thanks again.
1: Yeah. Great to meet Jason. Thanks for the time. Great to yeah. be on.